Welcome to the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast. You are beep, beep, beep. Ethan and TJ in Portland, Oregon. We Hello. are shooting the bull about uh, sports in today's society and what's going on around the country, around the world. And uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, definitely news in quite a few sports. Sports are coming back. Baseball came back this week. And uh, boxing has been coming back progressively. We've been big fans of top-ranked boxing. But uh, now it looks like we got some boxing outside the traditional uh, organizations. We got, we got some big names coming yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is some old names. We got some old legendary names in the sport. Iron Mike Tyson is Arguably going against... the biggest name of this generation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like the last, you know... 30, 30 years, Mike Tyson is is one of the top names in the sport. Him and Floyd Mayweather. Hand Wait, hand. wasn't he that guy from the Hangover movies? He owns a pet tiger. He likes pigeons. What can you know? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, old uh, old man boxing is here. We got two men in their fifties: Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. They've reached an agreement. I'm sure there's still a lot more to be organized around, like the money that everybody's getting, whatnot. But it seems like in September they are going to hold an exhibition fight um, where there's not going to be any fans in the stands, but they're going to stream this over pay-per-view on a streaming service called Thriller. I've never heard of this before. I don't know if you have. I assume it's not associated with Michael Jackson. But... I was about to say, they're probably in a very crazy uh, litigation over like trademark with the Michael Jackson estate. <laughs> the streaming service that this is on? Yeah, probably. Uh, it's also going to oh be on Oh my gosh. I, I try to Google it, and you like can't even... I just Googled like Thriller streaming, and it's trying to give me like horror films, like Thriller movies. Service. <laughs> thriller streaming service, no. Because now it's directing me to Shudder, which is a streaming service for like horror and Thriller films. Let's hmm. go Thriller streaming service boxing. And now it's directing me to boxing movies that are streaming. Uh, I don't know if this company is real or if they've got a website or if they just had absolutely zero online presence before the announcement of this fight. But, that one, uh, I believe. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> otherwise, uh, yeah, this is also on the fight card is going to be YouTuber Jake Paul. And he's going to be uh, fighting against former NBA player Nate Robinson. And um, that that's kind of crazy. I, I got to imagine Nate Robinson's the heavy favorite. Obviously, these are two celebrity boxers. Jake Paul has fought a couple of times before, and he's won. But uh, he's going against a guy that's literally an elite athlete in the world, right? Like, of all the people that play basketball, this guy made it to the NBA and had a long career. You so, got to be a heavy favorite. Yeah, Nathaniel Cornelius Robinson uh, is or was a point guard, a 36-year-old uh, NBA former point guard who... Can you list the teams he played for in his career? Yeah, so we've got uh, 2005 to 2010 with the New York Knicks, uh, the 2010-11 season with the Celtics, uh, also in 2011 uh, for the Oklahoma City Thunder, in 2012, he played with the Golden State Warriors uh, in 2012-13 for the Bulls, and then 13 or through 15 with the Nuggets, 
And then he had been moving around a lot in 2015. He played with the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Pelicans. And uh, from there, he went on to some international leagues uh, for Tel Aviv. Let's see here. And then I don't even know what this is. The Delaware 87ers. Delaware 87. That does sound like the last stop on a career. But definitely a career journey, man. No? No, he kept Uh, going. Then he went to Guaros de Lara, which is a Venezuelan basketball club. And uh, finally ending his professional basketball career in Homentnem, Beirut. Homentnem. Homentnemen. Homentnemen. Beirut basketball club. Not going to cut that out. Which is, what? You're going to cut it? No, no, I'm not going to cut that. Don't cut that. that. <laughs> Homenetsmen Beirut Basketball Club, which is a, a Lebanese-Armenian multi-sport-based club in Beirut. Uh, from there, I guess he's just ready to put on the boxing gloves and fight a YouTube celebrity. Keep the money coming in. I think he's from the Seattle area because I remember a few years ago he opened up a, uh, a, a restaurant in Seattle. So maybe, uh, maybe with COVID-19, he's trying to find other ways to bring in the revenue with dine-in restaurant service, especially in the Pacific Northwest cities, not really being what it was just six months ago. Hey, uh, I'd like to backtrack a little bit if we could. I'm still looking for that streaming service. I don't know if, if I just misheard you or if potentially uh, you misspoke. So really? this, the streaming service, which will be... Uh, airing this Mike Tyson fight is called Triller. Triller. Uh, T-R-I-L-L-E-R. And the closest thing that I can think or see to it is TikTok. Uh, You basically pick a song and you hit record and you make your little music video and then the app quote does all the hard work for you and you just upload the video of you doing things to a song um you find a way to stream a boxing service or a boxing match that's crazy. i i guess so because <laughs> reportedly triller paid uh north of 50 million dollars for the streaming rights for this fight uh hoping to gain brand awareness obviously maybe i'm just not really you guys talk about with it. it uh I had no idea what it was. I had to figure out what it is, and and apparently now they're leading us down the Michael Jackson route there with Thriller. I misread that. Yeah, Triller. You know, like we trilling, bro. Trillville University. Apparently not. Uh, Apparently, you went to Trillville Community College because we can't even figure out how to pronounce this app. But uh, wow. So. Where yeah. were we? Are we still talking uh, about old man boxing? No, we were. Well, we were talking about the undercard with Jake Paul versus uh, NBA pl- former NBA player Nate Robinson. Okay, uh, so on Triller, Triller the app, the app Triller, 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 Trill, so Trill. All right. So yes, the undercard YouTuber Jake Paul versus former professional basketball player Nate Robinson. Yeah. Um, so, uh, otherwise, I know you were, uh, you were interested in, uh, making some, some, some small time sweaty bets on these fights. 
Uh, maybe, maybe so. I did just want to bring up that uh, Mike Tyson's professional record is 50 wins, six losses, two, uh, two split. 44 of those 50 wins are by knockout. Uh, Jones' professional record is 66 and nine, with 47 of those wins by knockout. So both of these men are knockout, just freaks. It, however, it is worth pointing out that. Mike Tyson originally retired in 2005, so that was 15 years ago. He's been out of the game, whereas Roy Jones originally retired in December of 2017, so that's actually just less than three years ago. So he's less than three years away from the game. Um, This is how I see this playing out. Uh... Whoever wins this fight is going to win it by the end of the third round, either by knockout, which is going to be horrible with these just older dudes, or somebody is just going to get so gassed and tired that it's going to be a TKO because the ref is going to have to call it. There's no way I see either of these guys going the entirety of the fight. I think the smart money is probably on Roy Jones Jr., but I have not... Like, I know, because, I mean, I'm saying that because he's younger. He's, like, three years younger. And Tyson most 54. more recently retired. Like, and he's, he's been fighting since 2017. That's the arguments yeah. for him. Tyson, he's basically just got social media hype. He's been putting out in videos on Instagram of him getting into super shape. Like, he looks ripped right now. and he's He looks like ripped. He looks fast. He looks yeah, strong. Yeah. I've seen those videos, but my goodness. Uh, at a certain point, you know, you just you gotta it's protect, a, gotta protect the elderly. I know, um, and uh, and and that's kind of another thing is that like there's a there, there's a commission that's letting this go forward. There's a boxing commission out here that has to make these decisions for these these fights. I mean, we've seen it portrayed in the movies with some of the last Rocky movies about him like being like, oh come on guys, I won't die, I promise, you know. And they're like, oh yeah, we don't know like Rocky. Rocky Balboa, but instead of fighting like the young boxer they just brought up just another old guy yeah yeah so i mean yeah it's not like mike tyson's going against you know like deontay wilder here or something but it yeah like i i'm not sure that these guys are because the the boxing commission is saying this can go forward because they they've gotten promises from these fighters that they won't be going like 110% trying to knock each other out. But that's kind of, you know, difficult to believe that any of these guys could go in the ring and not do that. Mike Tyson's been on record saying, like, I've got one speed, you know, and that's, like, throwing him down with a hammer. Um, Just just for sport here, I will will take this bet with you if you want to go with uh, Roy Jones Jr. I'll, I'll put my money on Iron Mike Tyson. Just, just hope that if they're gonna if they're gonna go through with this, and if he is going a hundred percent, you know, maybe there's just a little bit of that flash that brought those like first round knockouts from the '80s. Maybe he can bring that back with uh, another guy in his fifties. I think this is a sad fight. I'm not really stoked on this fight because they both are well past their boxing primes. But if I had to do it, I'll, I'll put my money on Mike Tyson and just and just hope he can relive some of that former glory. It's it's hard for me to bet against Mike Tyson, to be honest, but I guess for the sake of sport, I will take this bet. Um, 
All right. For the record, I think Mike Tyson's going to win, but also really? for the record, I want to oppose you. <laughs> so uh, I, I made the bet thinking you were going the other direction. And uh, so catch just... this on Triller, which has also been uh, contracted to produce a ten-part documentary series uh, on Mike Tyson and Roy Jones and the lead-up to this fight. Uh, wow. I don't know what where Triller goes from here, but I, I guess it, they're going to spend a lot up, of money. Just going up. They are. If the old saying goes, you got to spend money to make money. They're 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 doing part one right now. I'm on their website, uh, and I see Chance the Rapper. There's a a caption that says "You do you, create, share, connect," and people are just doing the. It just looks like TikTok, so I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but I'm interested, and I will find some way to watch this fight. We're here for the ride. All right. Um, let. Oh yeah, and just right at the tail end of this, this has uh, inspired another uh, old boxer uh, from our past, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, the Golden Boy of boxing, and now the uh, the main man behind Golden Boy Boxing Promotions that uh, has boxers such as Canelo Alvarez on their roster. Uh, he is 47 years old. He's been out of the game for a while himself. I think he retired in the late 2000s, the late aughts. Um, but he said he's been inspired by this, and I think he's uh, kind of said this a few times over the past dozen years or so, but he is sparring again, and he says that he's uh, thinking about making his old comeback himself for another exhibition fight like the one that we have coming up in September with Tyson and Jones. Probably going to be very dependent on how this fight is going to be. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see the pay-per-view numbers that come from this, how many people are actually tuning in and, and, and watching this fight with nothing really on the line, just a, a pure exhibition of, of people that were famous 20, 30 years ago. All right. Um, NFL news. So last week we were talking about Washington, D.C., and uh, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about how they were moving away from the name the Washington Redskins. And uh, we were talking about prospective names, Different ones have been tossed around, uh, some, you know, in recognition of military organizations, things like that. Uh, seems that they've decided to not decide what their new name is going to be. Uh, Washington, D.C. has officially changed their name for the 2020 season, but they've changed it to da-da, the da-da. football team. <laughs> they will be known as the Washington football team for the 2020 season. They are not going to have a logo on their helmets. They're just going to put player numbers there instead, like you'd see with the University of Alabama. And uh, they are going to keep their same colors, though. They'll continue to have the burgundy and gold color scheme that the Redskins had in their history. So, I am a Washington football team fan. I love the football team. Let's go football team. Let's go. In other football team news... uh, Former Washington quarterback Alex Smith has been cleared for full football activity. That's crazy. His Which injury is insane. So he yeah. almost lost his leg, almost lost his life, uh, but has just been fighting to make. I don't know if he's been trying to make a comeback. I think he uh, has. Per se. There, I mean, that, that seems to have been his intention. There's a really good. Uh, 
sort of documentary, E60, if you're familiar with that program on ESPN, it's like their version of 60 Minutes, and uh, they did an episode focusing on Alex Smith and his leg injury and his, like, physical therapy comeback, just to, like, going back to normalcy of walking and um, being able to do things that, you know, a fully functional human being could do every day, and um, it did seem in that in that program that he was, like, focused. He's like, I'm a football player, and I'm a professional athlete, and I don't want my last memory as a professional athlete to be that injury. So I think he, he wants to come back if just for, like, a season to just get back on the horse and be able to walk away from the game with on some kind of happier note than what he did. So he's only 36. Um, and Younger than Aaron Rodgers, I think, or about the same age, yeah. And realistically, will probably never have to work again. His most recent contract, which is what he signed the year that he suffered this horrific injury, was a $94 million contract with a $27 million signing bonus and $71 million guaranteed. I think so, he was honored. Yeah. He's, he's paid, but uh, I guess it's, you know, a. A mental thing and uh, I don't know what his how his contract is still currently like if he's cleared to play like if he's still under contract for the Washington football team like when does he become a free agent he's still technically on their roster I'm not sure all right otherwise in the NFL Antonio Brown he is in the news again he pops in and out of our lives intermittently um, but he always comes back you know, he's like that dog Poppins in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, he'll just come in. He'll pop in here and I think there. he's gone, but he just keeps he's coming dead. back. But no, you know, he's just resilient. Antonio Brown, he uh, announced his retirement from football on July 20th on Twitter. And it was the first time he'd retired from the NFL since September 22nd of 2019. So he has a bit of a history with this. Um and just when you think you're taking him seriously, three days later, July 23rd, all within the span of this past week, he has an unretired. And he is now demanding that the NFL wrap up their investigation into him for his series of alleged crimes and misdoings that we have covered on numerous podcasts in the past. Um, and he's saying that the NFL needs to wrap up so he can start playing again. So just three days later, he has just been like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not retired. That was never my intention. Why'd you think that, dummy? I don't know if I'm tired of all of this Antonio Brown news. But you said it earlier in this episode, and I think it's just fitting. It's just We're just along for the ride. Yep. <laughs> um, we're, I mean, and, and you know, there, there's been a lot this year that we've been along for the ride in um, with COVID-19. We're just kind of trying to take this as it comes with each and every sport and see if we can play around it. The NFL, we've talked about it being the toughest game to try to come back with COVID-19 happening. And uh, it, it's still the case, and they're, they're making adjustments and, and trimming the normal NFL season here and there, trying to slim it down as much as possible but still put a product on the field. They've done that most recently. The NFL Players Association has announced that they reached an agreement with the NFL that there will be no preseason games this year. So no one really, I feel like nobody loved the preseason games fan-wise. It's um, bittersweet because it was football when there was no football. Right. 
it's something when you've been away from the game since February and you're in August. Um, but at the same time, you know, there there's nothing on the line. These aren't being counted towards regular season rankings or anything. And most of the time they aren't starters that are playing. You'll have the, the starting quarterback play for the first quarter of most of the games. And then they'll bring in the backups because it's mostly to give the backups a, a shot at proving themselves and give people that are undrafted Just free agents. People that are drafted, on the edge. People that are on the bubble. You know, prove their time. worth. Yeah, you know, they're they're trying to show off what they can do and prove themselves against vets that are, you know, maybe getting a little older and saying, hey, I can do that position better right now. So they're not going to get that shot this year. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys like Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen talking about how they think it's a shame because that's how they broke into the league as a, as a now-established starter. Um, but that would never have happened if they didn't have a preseason. So uh, it, it's a bummer there. But uh, there, there should still be the NFL this year. It's just going to be all regular season games. So uh, we'll, we'll see the NFL come September. Uh, but while this offseason continues, there also continues to be NFL offseason drama, especially right now in New York City with the New York City and uh, <laughs> the New York Jets. The New York Football them. Jets. The New York Football Jets, as I said in our uh, pre-production meeting. Uh, the New York Football Jets. They're in the news for uh, a bunch of bad press this week. Owner slash United States ambassador to the United Kingdom. And I should say sort of owner because I don't think he's had full ownership duties while he's been an ambassador since 2017. Um, But that's Woody Johnson. He is the former owner slash will be the owner again once his appointment's over. Um, He is in the news this week for reportedly making racist and sexist comments while overseas in his role as ambassador, and as well um, taking direction from President Donald Trump to try to get a PGA Tour event played at a Trump golf course in Scotland. So, So, he's he's being investigated for allegedly, at the direction of the president, using his office, using his role as ambassador to try to pressure international like lawmakers and and movers and shakers into helping the president's personal business ventures uh which there's no way to cut it if any part of that is true that's that's pretty terrible um and it does not reflect well on him as a person as an ambassador or as a a former or potential future owner of a nfl team Jets uh, safety, Jamal Adams, he is their star player. He's a very young player. I think he's this past year was only his second year in the NFL. Um, but he's come through really quickly as one of their best. And he has been trying to get himself a, uh, a new contract for a while now, and it seems like it's not happening in New York. So he's recently been putting the pressure for a trade elsewhere where he thinks he can get an uh, an extension on his contract for some big money faster than uh, having to wait towards free agency because the Jets have his rights for the next two seasons. And after that, they could potentially franchise tag him to keep him there another year following. So Jamal Adams has been taking advantage of the Jets being the owner, Woody Johnson being in the news and uh, picked this point to try to put some pressure with any leverage he can uh, to badmouth the franchise and help get him out of town. Let me interrupt you for a moment for some absolutely breaking news. 
Okay. Uh, the Jets have agreed to trade safety Jamal Adams to the Whoa. Seahawks in blockbuster deal involving multiple first-round picks. Wow. Uh, this is CBS Sports breaking uh, the news, according to just my quick search here. I've, I've found a backup source here on NFL.com. Let's see here. Yeah, I didn't know it was gonna. I didn't know it was gonna happen that fast. But yeah, that was been, within the last like forty-five minutes. Wow. Yeah, uh, in the past week he had blasted Woody Johnson on Twitter over the allegations against Mr. Johnson, saying we need the right people at the top. Wrong is wrong. Always, uh, you know, a sign when you're bad mouthing the owner of the franchise that you don't want to be there for long. And he had also said this week that head coach of the team, Adam Gase, was not the right fit for the Jets at the head coach position and was uh, criticizing his demeanor in the locker room, um, you know, having assistants do the halftime speeches and things like that rather than the head coach. Adams had said that made Gase not a good fit as the head coach for the Jets. So it was obvious that he wanted to go, um, but crazy to see it happen. So the Seahawks get a Yeah, so this, this happened, like, this broke while we were talking about recording today, like, while we were going through our, like, little rundown. Apparently... The, the Seattle Seahawks have added just uh, a great weapon to their defense, and the trade involves uh, Jamal Adams and a 2022 fourth-round pick to the Seahawks in exchange for uh, safety Bradley McDougald, a first- and third-round pick in 2021, and a 2022 first-round pick. So that is not a small price to pay. Yeah, yeah health compensation. All right. Well, that's our that's our NFL news today. We got to tie it uh, tie it up with some breaking news. So that's that's fantastic. Um, all right. Let's drift into the NBA, the National Basketball Association. The NBA they're doing preseason games right now, scrimmages between teams. Portland actually looked very strong. We're we're a Portland podcast, so we, we root for the Trailblazers. Um, but right now, you know, we're still probably a week away from regular uh, games in this postseason that we're going to have. Um, and we've had some news with just all these players being in the bubble and reacting to being in the bubble and what's going on there, as well as what's going on outside the bubble in their home cities. So Dwight Howard has been in the news for uh, just some, some bummer news. You never like to see a guy being in the news for these reasons, but he seems to be anti-mask. He is... Uh, an anti-mask, anti-vaxxer, I guess, not really believing in anything being able to help this, uh, this situation. Um, but he, uh, he said, I think you have a quote here, TJ. I don't know if you want to you yeah, go on, off on this story. When, when asked about his views regarding masks and uh, the reports that he's an anti-vaxxer, he said, uh, end quote, I understand the whole wear a mask and all that stuff, so nobody's not trying to do anything out of order. But, you know, again, I understand that there always has to be some type of controversy somewhere, and I'm not in no controversy, you know what I'm saying? I get it. It's some clickbait. So there's a lot of ways to cut that. Like, is it that his anti-mask views and anti-vaxxer views are clickbait? Uh, or is it that, like, this whole wear a mask situation is clickbait uh, neither is a particularly great look for him yeah. um hopefully it doesn't have uh, a detrimental effect on his ability or his teammates ability to compete in this new in in the bubble because if he's acting uh 
you know, in, in such a way that he's putting himself or his teammates in danger, uh, then, you know, that's an easy way to get star players just knocked out of the game. And, I mean, when your teammate's LeBron, I mean, Dwight Howard is a member of the L.A. Lakers. You can't go messing with, uh, with Bron Bron and the brand. You know what I'm saying? Can't be doing it. All right. Otherwise, in the NBA, Damian Lillard, another player in the bubble playing with the Portland Trailblazers. He's commented on our own uh, situation up here in Portland. We are, I don't know, at this point approaching like day 60 of these protests here. And uh, Damian Lillard has uh, been involved in the protests in the past. He's obviously a proponent of the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, he came out with some comments this week on recent developments with federal troops being deployed to Portland. His quote was, I don't understand why federal troops need to be on the ground and physically removing people from the streets. I feel like it's unnecessary. It's definitely a scary situation. I 100% agree with Damien Lillard there personally. I uh, have people that I care about and love that are being um, that are involved with the, the protests, and, and uh, you know, I'm I'm worried about them, especially with these federal troops out there. So, uh, I appreciated that comment about da- from Damian Lillard on on the whole situation. Um, he is Portland's uh, spokesperson, I think. Yeah. What is the word I'm looking for? You can cut around it, but I'm like trying to. God damn it! I blanked. Like uh, ambassador. Darling isn't the right word. Darling. You know what I mean? Like por- the. He's like uh, he's like the shining light of Portland, and otherwise just like dark and dismal existence right now. Batman. He's he's our Batman. Not the one we deserve. He's the Batman, just draining half court shots. (laughs) Yep. Uh, There is some UFC fights tonight. Uh, If anyone's looking to watch them, they are taking place on ESPN. Main card, I believe, starts at 5 p.m. This will uh, be a podcast released after those fights that I'm realizing now as I talk. But uh, I hope you watched them. And if you did, we will be talking about them next week on our podcast. Uh, So we've got uh, Fabricio Verdum versus Alexander Gustafson. Mauricio Rua versus Antonio Noguera. And the main event is Robert Whitaker and Darren Till. Robin Whitaker, uh, Robert Whitaker is uh, all over the place on UFC three. I, I love that video game, and I've had some like careers on there, and I seem to always get in some uh, some rivalries with him. Awesome, awesome fighter on the video games. So excited to see him fight live. Fight in and, real life. It's just yeah. like the video game. So Catch it now on Trill. I am uh, definitely getting more into the sport of UFC as time goes along with uh, it being one of the sports that was able to come back first and uh, stay involved with uh, events pretty consistently. So UFC Fight Night 174 taking place today, July 25th. Hope you guys watched it and uh, hear our review on it next week. The National Hockey League has announced finally the uh, name of their new expansion franchise in Seattle. They will be... The Seattle Kraken, the uh, oh. whole beast that uh, I think attacks uh, maritime uh, people. So the Mariners baseball team better watch out. Kraken are coming. And uh, people are very excited. The, the logo itself is actually really cool. They've got the blue and gray colors. And uh, one of the logos is an anchor, which is also like the space needle. So it's kind of a, a really cool tie in with the city as well. And, uh, it has 
in terms of excitement that we can gauge based on merch sales, they have sold over 50% more merchandise sales than the previous high for a new team in the NHL. And the more qualifiers you add to this, the less impressive it seems. But basically, uh, when the Vegas Golden Knights uh, announced and started releasing their merch, uh, you know, they sold X amount of product. The Seattle Kraken has sold 50% more product in that same first 24 hours. So uh, people are excited, and I'm excited to be a, a crackhead. Uh, I'm <laughs> really excited to root for the Kraken. I'm going to be an OG crackhead. Uh, maybe I'll make a trip up to Seattle uh, to watch a game in the crack house. Nice. <laughs> uh, definitely excited. Yeah, I, I, I wait for the day that we can go watch those games in person. And I definitely think we're, we're pulling out these qualifying stats for merch sales because we're not able to do so with season ticket sales at the moment due to obvious uh, questions on when people can get back in, you know, mass crowds watching things like this again. Can't wait to get a crack at it. All right. Major League Soccer. Uh, we've been talking about the Major League Soccer is back tournament. And uh, basically, we've just been trying to check in at these early stages on our team, the Portland Timbers. And it looks like they are still doing pretty well, TJ. You said earlier that you were checking in on their stats. And uh, it looked like they most recently tied against LAFC on the 23rd. Um, So for full standings at the moment, the Portland Timbers, let's see, we are in Group F. Um, No, we're not in Group F. We are in Group D. We're in Group D. Uh, We have played, let's see. Three matches, we've won two, we've had a draw in one, which is the, the game I just mentioned on the 23rd a couple days ago. So we're well, still, we in still first at place. the top of Group D. Yep, gives us seven points, and more than LAFC, who we just tied, who have five points. So we have a, a two-point advantage on them, fairly fairly healthy, but uh, not to get complacent. You know, we've still got a long, uh, long tournament in front of us. So uh, we'll keep checking in with the Timbers, and uh, overall... It's looking good. I mean, I'm scrolling through everybody, and there's only one team right now across all the groups that are doing better than Portland. There's a few teams that are like tied at the seven points range, but the only team it seems that are perfect at the moment is Columbus. Uh, Columbus has played three matches, and they've won all three, so they have nine points right now. Um, but they are—they're um, not to. You know, we don't have to worry about that. And they're in Group E. Sucks for those guys. All right. Um, Otherwise, another another sports team or a sports organization that is back is baseball. Major League Baseball. They had opening day on Thursday, um, July twenty third, and I actually watched uh, almost a full game yesterday. I watched from the second through the ninth inning of the Cubs Brewers game. I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. It was uh, it was awesome to just see sports that matter. You know, coming back in all these different areas. Uh, interesting to watch baseball. Just with no fans in the stands, uh, definitely shows you how much the crowd plays into it. Um, And, uh, yeah, the announcers were were talking quite a bit there. Not sure what. Did you, uh, you said you you watched most of the game? I watched the second through the ninth. Yeah, I missed the first inning. Must have been pretty rough. I'm taking a look at that score here. Eight to three in favor of the Brewers. That is not the game that I watched. What uh, am I watching? It was a 2-0 win by the Cubs. Oh. That must have been today. Tough yeah, luck. that might have been today, man. <laughs> well, oh. with, the, with the way this is set up, 
it's a it's a 60 game season and they're trying to like pack it in and i think about 60 days oh so, yes i see like, here yesterday the cubs point. went up 3-0 on the brewers today the cubs fall to the brewers 8-3 tough man i didn't even know that game had already occurred that's a bummer um but it's a it i'd like to say it's a long season but it's really not <laughs> so all these games do matter quite a bit uh so we're one and one right now but so are the brewers <laughs> so what can i say um all right well that's that's all of our sports news for this week um tie it up with some recommendations about media we're consuming outside of sports this past week i've been watching a youtube channel called comic tropes which is definitely not for everybody but it's super nerdy uh youtube channel definitely focused on the comic book industry and the name comes from different tropes that you'd see in comic books like oh this writer always uses this gimmick um, you know, things like that, and they'll d- deep dive into them, but just a lot of comic book history and uh, industry stuff. So I've had a lot of fun watching that the past week. Uh, TJ, is there anything that you want to recommend? Yeah, I discovered a new band recently, new to me band, uh, called Moving Mountains. They released an album in 2011 called Waves, and um, it's like alternative indie, kind of like relaxy, like alt rock kind of music. And it was just really perfect for me to, to put in the background while I was working. It was um, act- active enough listening to where it was interesting and soothing, but not like so disruptive that it like pulled me away from my work. And that sounds like a really weird thing to recommend, but like if you just need some good, like, background noise that's going to keep your ears you know from getting bored check out waves by the band moving mountains excellent all right everybody thank you for tuning in if uh, you've listened this far we appreciate each and every one of you and uh appreciate you we appreciate you hope to see you next week as well till then keep sweating keep sweating